Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking, the fine art of homemaking. We're doing it in red lips. We're not wearing any denim jumpers. This is the show that you want to listen to on Mondays and Thursdays uh, to carry you through your day and encourage you in the art of the home. I am Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com, and I co-host this fabulous show with the equally as fabulous Jay Elliott of ShayElliott.com and the Elliott Homestead. How are you this Monday? <laughs> I always feel like that's a loaded question. Like you're always like, mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, especially when, I mean, how much I desire for you and I to be in the same room having these conversations yeah. over a table. Yes. Sharing a bottle of wine together because there's anything that'll suck the joy from my soul. It is it's technical, technical problems. problems. And so what you guys don't see is 30 minutes of temper tantrums before we actually hit the record button. Um, uh, yeah, uh, hollering for teenage sons mm-hmm. and husbands and everyone get off the internet, get off Pandora, yep. stop doing yep. whatever you're no doing. No fun for the rest of the family. No fun while mom <laughs> is busy. <laughs> Is it windy out? It's the satellite pointing. It's just a just a freak mm-hmm. show. So yeah, um, it does take a little bit of regrouping because we sit down. We've got our red lips on. We're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, we get to visit because we haven't you know talked all weekend, and then not mm-hmm. so much, especially about mm-hmm. the topic that we're yeah, going to talk about today because we have decided to stretch yeah. this into two parts. So we're going to record it all now and then air the other part of it on Thursday. <laughs> But mm-hmm. um, I went live on Instagram last week over on Homemaker Chic. If you don't follow us there, you should. And I just said, hey, young moms. Sure. What or like even younger, young teenage girls, young unmarried. It's like, what do you want us to talk about? Because one of the things mm-hmm. we covered in season one was that everybody was a homemaker. And yes, the response we got was vast. So we wanted to allow it enough space to properly flesh this topic out. So we're going to be talking to teenage, young teenage girls, young unmarried women, older unmarried women, um, young moms with toddlers, really young babies. We're going to be talking to you guys today. And even if you have older kids, hang in there with us because maybe you'll agree with some of the things we're saying. Maybe it'll bring back some wonderful memories. Well, yeah. And yes, <laughs> or not so wonderful, <laughs> wonderful memories or not so wonderful. But, you know, even with older children um, or maybe your children um, have left the nest, there's going to be a point where they circle back around and want some advice in their own homemaking. And it is kind of easy mm-hmm. to forget, especially with there's a little PT SD involved. So a few weeks ago, I intimated that I had received a letter very sweet letter from a 15-year-old listener. And I was going to bring it back around and I never did. And I actually just was catching up on emails because I'm always a few days behind. And someone emailed me and said, "Um, I do Mm -hmm. hope you read that letter. I was actually wanting to hear what it said. So before we get going, I want to read this sweet little, look at this, patrons. Isn't this sweet? Mm -hmm. Cursive. She must be homeschooled. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Dear Angela. I am a Homemaker Chic listener, and I heartily enjoyed 
And I heartily enjoyed your recent fashion episode. I share your, I too, share your hatred for the sweatpant trend. And when I saw this page in Vogue magazine, I know I had to send it to you. Okay, look at this. This is hysterical. She sent me this um, blink. So I know you're yeah, frozen no, I'm with listening. our tech difficulties. Blink. Okay. <laughs> she sent me this great uh, quote, that like sweatpant outfit thing from Vogue. Okay, Not helpful, Vogue. Not heart. helpful. Check, check it. Check what she says. This was the first time I have flipped through Vogue, and it will be my last. Yuck. <laughs> you did it to yourself. Anyway, now you've seen it, and no doubt share my disgust. God bless you, Angela. Love, Dorothy. P.S. I am 15 years old and have thought many times how fun it would be if you ladies recorded an episode for the young listeners of your show. Either way, thank you so much for being so mm. inspiring. So, Dorothy, I you um, brought about this episode, and then, like Shay said, she hopped on Instagram, wanted to pick maybe uh, the brains of some gals that are a little bit older than you. So I think we've got a very fun mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. in store. Two shows, Two shows really. Yeah, we kind of are hitting a wide range. So when we first decided that we want to do this topic, we thought, do we just talk to the 15-year-olds? But then, you know, we also get a ton of emails from yeah. older girls who aren't yet married they don't own a home they don't have children we want to be able to talk to them as well so anyway it is we're gonna cover kind of a a range and you gotta bear with angela and i because not only is there technical difficulties (laughs) but i when i when we joke about you know having a hard time looking back on some of these things and we'll we'll flesh this out, but you need to know, like, I'm not joking about that. These some of the darkest and most difficult and challenging moments of my life were having young children. And again, we'll talk about that in the answer to some of these questions that we received, but it's actually hard to remember because I have blocked it out. <laughs> You know what, like, you've blocked out just, like, the the vomiting and no, the diaper changing? that never bothered like, me. Like, it was never the okay. vomit. Just the drowning, drowning, like, what, what are, well, how could you remember you know if what you've it blocked was? it out? One of the, um, humor me, I'm trying to keep up with you because your lips aren't even okay. moving okay. with your words, so I'm doing my very okay. best here. Thank you. Thank you, technology. Um, what I have blocked out, and this is one of the questions that kind of came up over and over again, which again, we'll, we'll get to, but um, was, it was like this idea of like, you are now a new person and you are never going to be that mm-hmm. old person again. And so it was just such vast growth so quickly. You know, we had four children in five years. Yeah. And so in yeah. five years, I went into another universe. So that's what mm-hmm. I think I've blocked out is the the uh, depths of just that character and bleh. anyway, we'll talk about that. Right. There there is do you remember? I think we talked about this over the phone. I don't know if we ever talked about it online. Um we have a listener, uh an old friend of mine who emailed me and gave it a name, that stage of early motherhood. It's a name like pregnancy, and it's got a name. It's like a, I don't know if it's a trendy okay. new name or hmm. 
psychology yeah. name for the stage of life. You have adolescence and then it's like yeah. mom lesson. It's something che- it's not I'm being cheesy, but it's something okay. like that. I'd have to well, maybe it'll- click my mouse, which we don't I don't <laughs> want to mess with anything right now. But there the stage of life does have a name. And for sure, I don't think people really kind of prepare you mm-hmm. prepare you for it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and so. I don't I don't hmm. know if hmm. people don't prepare you for it or if there, there's just no way to be prepared. No, it's just very it's very different. You you're literally keeping something alive. I mean, it's yeah. not a house plant. Yeah. So yeah. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll touch very on that different. a bit. Why don't we go ahead, cue the wine music, pour a glass, yeah. and then just let's do dive it. in the deep end here. I am gonna okay. my mouse. <laughs> so this is the part of the podcast, and this would be a great podcast for it. <laughs> For you to pour a glass of Dry Farm Wines with us, visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic to get an order of wines delivered right to your doorstep. Why would you want to drink Dry Farm Wines? Well, because these are the sourdough wines of the wine world, which means that they are naturally fermented, no added sugars, no added yeasts, no added colorings or artificial flavors or fillers, just good, honest farm-grown wines from all around the world. Dry Farm has put in so much effort. In fact, the owner, Todd, has visited personally every single farm of every single wine that they bring into the United States to share with us here. So there is quality control like you wouldn't believe. And we get to enjoy that. We get to savor these beautiful regional wines. And we get to ultimately enjoy a healthy and beautiful and alive beverage. So that's what we're going to do right now. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. All right. So um, you, as we have young homemakers who are establishing their home, this obviously, this ad is for the 15-year-olds, <laughs> but as you're getting your show established, and really, you know, so often the woman in the home ends up being sort of the nurse and Dr. Mom, and she's setting the tone for the health and the, the pace of, you know, she's ordering the vitamins and doing the research and trying to keep her family healthy nutrition-wise. So this is where, as a, you, a new homemaker, as a young homemaker, we would invite you, if you do drink wine, start off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Stock your wine shelf with uh, Dry Farm because there's no chemicals, there's no dye. This is a great, um, you know, if we're talking about kind of mm-hmm. launching this career as a homemaker today... Um, this is a great mm-hmm. step as far as your wine cabinet yes. is concerned. Uh, so, uh, yes. Shay. Uh, okay, I'm going to finish up the last glass of a bottle that I started last night. So my parents came okay. over last night. It was Azure order night. So we went to pick up our Azure order. My mom does the same drop that we do. So we always grab theirs as well. And it was just one of those magical meals where she said, I'll bring the roast. And I was like, great, I'll make some fried potatoes. She had some bread. I had carrot cake. Like it was just, we had made all the right things synergistically to enjoy this beautiful meal with my parents. And so I opened up a couple of bottles of red, but this was the one, there's one glass in this last bottle remaining. So this is the wine that we've talked about before um, called Dossette. Or dos, I don't know. How would you say that? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's Italian. Never mind. So dosette, you get to pronounce all the I can't letters. That's it. <laughs> Italian. Yeah. Uh, vino Rosso. So somebody sent me a really funny I got it. on Instagram they it the to other me day too. about German. <laughs> you do this with German. You do this yeah. with Italian. Well, this and one said French. 
my gosh. I wish it I had it in Spanish. front of me. The H is silent. English. Oh, Spanish. Yeah. Some yeah. letters are silenced, but in a pattern. French. Letters have no meaning. <laughs> we just say the ones that we want. <laughs> Hold on. Angela's phone is ringing. Angela is hanging yes, up the phone. Hang up that phone. We're talking about Italian red wines. That's actually oh. Dry Farm calling. <laughs> okay. Yes. We'll call them back. Hello, Dry Farms. Anyway, so this is a re- it's an Italian red blend. Really beautiful. And again, one of those wines that doesn't require a lot of you, which especially when I have guests and there's a lot of conversation going on, I like to save the super mm-hmm. big, bold, complex, man, I want to savor every single note of this wine. I like to save those for when I actually will pay attention. When I have company over, I tend to just enjoy a beautiful wine and not really give it that much thought. So this is a really yes. great okay. wine for that. That's why I pulled this one out. So Dosset, I mean, it's got a cool little Italian carving on the front. Like a carving gargoyle, not gargoyle, but like something you'd see in a stone yeah, fence or something. It. So here we go. Yes. Alrighty. So uh, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Uh, if you are stocking your wine cabinet for the first time, you're going to get a bottle for a penny. So order three, you'll get four, six, you'll get seven, and so on and so forth. We are definitely suggesting that you add a bubbly package um, and that you mm-hmm. kind of just bulk up. Because that's what we're doing. We're stocking up. So we have plenty for hostess gifts uh, this holiday season, which is going to like mm. whoosh, come so fast. Yeah. And um, yeah, entertaining. It's really beautiful. So also, I mean, <laughs> I'll just say it in a non-alarmist okay. way. I'm stocking up on a little bit of everything. And it's not because it's not because supply yes, chain concern exactly. much. I'm not Jay? saying that the world's gonna fall apart i'm just saying that i things keep running out <laughs> so I, i'm like add a little bit more every every time i can like i don't want one out of yeah one out of wine i don't want a one out of wine one out one out of wine um i a lot of people are just doing that with yeah. everything uh i've talked to shop owners up here like artists in this area because we live in a really artistic community they're just even stocking yeah. up on art supplies just having a, a yeah. little rotation of ones that you can you know, mm-hmm. things you can work through. So we harvested yeah. all of our produce from our garden last week that we did a YouTube video on if you want to check it out. But um, we ended up with with about 175 pounds of potatoes plus another 100 pounds of sweet potatoes. And that's not... Oh, this was your first uh-huh. year with sweet potatoes, yeah. right? It was beautiful. Yeah. And Yee. we brought them all into the root cellar and, you know, ha- had them in their lugs and stacked them up. And, and it's sitting there next to all the squash I felt so rich. And you're talking about quite literally the humblest food, right? The apple of the earth. I mean, just yes. grows in dirt. And it made me feel like I had bars of gold. It's just, I felt so grateful. And I just told, hmm. we oh, haven't done man. ours yet. Yeah. I can't wait. It rained. So now I'm like, okay, yeah. dry up a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to. I think I'm just going to take the tractor back there and yeah. scoop and dump and then pick them yeah. out. Um, I, I did do all put up all harvest. my pesto though, so that's that'll be. I do too. Goodness, yeah. Pesto. I hope when this comes out in the wash day, we're not just completely talking over each other because it's scaring me. <laughs> just keep freezing. I'm sorry. If we talk over each other, please forgive us. We don't mean. We to. don't mean to. We'll try and leave adequate space here. Okay. 
Okay. I'm drinking Pellegrino, so let's do this. Well, you're two hours ahead of me, so now I feel guilty for having wine. That's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Okay. So I don't quite know where to start here with all these requests that we got. I mean, they they just filled it in. So, okay, let me find a good one to start with here. That's awesome. Okay, this is a good one to start with. And this is really applicable whether you're a 15-year-old or whether you're a young mom. How do you get into a homesteading groove when you haven't been given that example growing up? My mom was not super tidy and our home was always more of a landing place rather than a place everyone wanted to spend time. This isn't what I want for my home, Hmm. but I struggle with coming up with systems to keep everything in order because it wasn't modeled for me. Okay. Homemaking, right? You said homesteading, so we're talking about. That's okay. I just want to make, I didn't know if it was a farming question or within the home. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, Well, I think it's first and foremost, I just the observation, just that she knows, I think is totally step one. And I would just take it in just little bite-sized chunks. Um, What... What do you remember about your home environment that you really loved and lean into that? And then if if looking back, you know, we all see gaps in, in our parents' parenting style or, or what they did in the home as adults, um, just taking one little, one little thing at a time. And so, you know, that's really a broad, it's a broad uh, arena because we could be talking about making some making your living room cozy and inviting so that people want to be there and stay there. And we can talk about keeping the laundry from being total chaos. So home isn't something that you want to escape. Cause that's, that's what I, my observation, um, especially with a lot of younger homemakers is they, they just want out. They want to go to Starbucks. They want to go to the coffee shop or, or go shopping or something. And I don't blame them. I've been in their home. I would want mm-hmm. to get out too. <laughs> You know, um, it is it is something you want to escape when it's when it's chaotic. But to just kind of look at the whole thing and go, how can I fix all of this? That would be way too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I would kind of probably add in, um, you know, I think people tend to get into homemaking for kind of one of two reasons. One is that they had a really good example of it growing up. And so they naturally want to carry that on into their own home. The other reason I think people get into homemaking is that they had a really poor example and did not enjoy mm-hmm. that experience. And so they're wanting to do something counter to the experience that they had. Um, and I will say there are plenty of resources, this podcast podcast included, but lots of great resources on other people who are examples of homemaking done well. Mm -hmm. So even if you didn't have that example growing up, there are books and podcasts and people on Instagram. I have this lady on Instagram that I follow and she just does tidying up videos and every day. And what Mm. you realize when you watch it over and over is like, oh, she has to do this every day. She has to make her bed every day, straighten her living room every day. But I love it because it encourages me. Like, She's showing up Mm -hmm. to do this every day. You can show up to do this every day. So maybe just plug in some resources like that into your everyday routine that will sort of give you an example of what homemaking 
looks like in that way. Right? Yes, she mm-hmm. says yes. And we've heard, you know, from other listeners. You're fine. Uh, we've heard from other listeners <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, no, you're fine. I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> like, really bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know what she said. So I'll just <laughs> jump in. Uh, you know, um, our friend Tanya, for example. Am I allowed to say your name on, on the air, Tanya? Uh, she started listening to the show right when we started, which was right about COVID. And she was home and she's she got to thinking, oh. I, I can make some changes here. She started putting out cloth napkins and telling everybody to put their devices away at dinner time. She made little little mm-hmm. adjustments within the home that eventually like steered it. I think it really changed her. I'm not implying that she needed changing, mm-hmm. but she she changed the way she operated her home. And I think it started to shift the desires of her heart within her home based on what she mm-hmm. shared with us. So. I, I really do think that just identifying it is a really big deal because it's really easy to come out of a a childhood situation or come out of a home and it's very easy to think that's just the way it is. Everybody's home is like that and and that cozy home vibe is just from some antiquated television show or something. That's just fake. It doesn't really exist. I think it's mm-hmm. really good to to just say like this was not the best. And now I am going to move it into this direction. Yep. And in that vein, as I always (laughs) notoriously say, (laughs) um, speaking to our young (laughs) 15 year olds or thereabouts, we have heard from a lot of you. What I would want to say to you as we continue this conversation is that that home feeling that you have in your heart, that desire that Mm. you have, um, which is kind of what we're talking about. We're we're talking about young moms who have that desire, unmarried who have that desire, homemakers, like seasoned homemakers still have that desire. But I just want to encourage you, even before we continue this conversation, when you identify that in your heart and you say, wait a second, this is something that's on there. This is something that I need to do. That's a good thing. And you have to sort of prepare yourself for battle in the sense that the world is going to be telling you every day for the rest of your life that what you do in your home is not valuable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you will hear it every day (laughs) from From the top top down, down. you know, Mm -hmm. from the top down. So I think you have to you have to get in a posture that's ready to stomach that. And, you know, part of what we said, plugging into resources is having other people in your life who are saying what you do has value. <laughs> what you do has mm-hmm. value. Culture's going to tell you the opposite every single day. I'm here to counter that yeah. way and tell you that it does have value. And I think that that can come from yeah. a best friend that can come from a community, whether that's you know a homeschooling community or a church community. That can come from your family, although oftentimes it's the opposite. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just just expect yeah. it. Don't feel like you're doing something wrong. And so when you identify that feeling right. wherever you're at, sink into it and wear that like armor, man, because it is a good and 
beautiful and true pursuit to make a home and to mm-hmm. and to develop the people within that home. Yeah. And I think uh like without sounding really cliche like the struggle is real from from the top down we can um mm-hmm. yeah it, it's the message is loud and clear you could be doing something more significant. We know what's best for your kids. You, mm-hmm. you, it's what you're doing. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Someone else could do that. You could pay someone to do that, whether it's clean your home or make the food or take care of the kids or whatever it may be. Um, I did just get a really, it just broke my heart. I did get a message from uh, one of our lister, listeners in uh, in an Eastern European country. And she just, she poured her heart out, quite frankly, um, saying just basically everything that you said, that their government doesn't believe that, uh, you know, as far as a mother, she knows what's best for her children. She'd love to homeschool them. She's not allowed parents in her community don't agree with it there. She has no freedom as far as how she wants to run her home and raise her children. And she said, I I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just like Mm -hmm. she listens to the show like we are her people. We're her community. And I think surrounding yourself with other people that are like-minded is really, really important because it is you, you will have seasons of life where you take a beating. So whether you're a young bride and you choose to not go into the workforce because you want to mm-hmm. keep a home or you want to start a home, ba- a home business, but you want to be at home, or maybe you want to have babies early. Maybe you don't want to wait till you're 35 to start a family. Um, the kind of the, I think the hits will come in waves and I'm not trying to like paint a really negative picture, but there is a very loud voice that thinks that homemaking is not essential. Mm-hmm. And if I just repeated everything you said, forgive me because I didn't. You didn't hear, hear any, any of it. it. <laughs> so, no, I, I got like four words. So I'm. That I'm is really, really going to be difficult okay. to have a conversation. Okay. Okay. You're well, doing I'm great. Doing my best. You're okay. doing great. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's just a that's fake it till you make it. That's just really <laughs> sad though to me. You just go like this, you go on my end, you go <laughs> like you just freeze. Uh, I'm like, is she there? Is she talking? And then you go <laughs> really fast. What a so. shame. Yeah. What a <sighs> shame. Um okay. Well, yes to everything that you said. Here's a question. Okay. <laughs> and I don't want to be like super negative. I just think this job takes fortitude. Yeah. It's you really, it's kind of like, I think you have to, you know, many of us have things in our life that we feel very passionate about and they are contrary to pop culture. They're contrary, they're, they're just contrary. And so you have to just like kind of be always pouring the cement around your calves (laughs) as high up as your calves. So Mm -hmm. you, you know, Mm -hmm. just always needs constant reinforcement because it's easy to get worn down. We take in messages whether we whether we mean to or not. You know, they come from the culture through osmosis and it's you just got to keep yep. fighting the good fight. Yeah. You kind of just have to gear yourself up to be swimming upstream. And the good news is, is that over time you'll get more mm-hmm. confident and you'll get stronger. Mm-hmm. But when you're young and you're 15 yeah. and you when somebody asks what you want to do and you say, oh, I want to be a homemaker, gird your loins because <laughs> <laughs> it's common. Um, so what mm-hmm. I would say partly to you is to not not shy away from it but it's also something that can be done quietly and just contently without mm-hmm. a need to shove it down anybody's throat 
or tell them why you think that this yeah. is right and why they're wrong and that their path is stupid and yours is the right one, I would definitely, young homemakers, steer away from that. Just go inward. <laughs> Be quiet and strong yes. and dignified. Scaling up. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that was something that mm-hmm. was brought up in one of the Instagram messages. And she said, this isn't a question, but okay. one thing I would like you to share with your young audience is that there is no time wasted. So while you're 15 and you're home and you're living with your parents and who really knows what's next in your life, you can be using that time to skill up. You can be learning to get good at laundry or mm-hmm. bake beautiful cakes you can be learning how to clean really well or to to make bread, to make chicken stock. Maybe you can make the menu for the family. Um, maybe mm-hmm. your parents would love you to set the table for special occasions. Or, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many wonderful things that you can do whether you own a home or you're in a home or not. It really yeah. is this posture sure. of womanhood that we get to kind of bring to whatever situation that we're in. Whether that is you living with your parents, whether that's you living away at college, whether that's you being a nanny for another family Mm -hmm. in their home. Um, There are so many opportunities there to bring those skills and to bring that mindset into fruition wherever you're at. We would like to thank American Blossom Linens for not only being our favorite linen company in the entire world, but also for sponsoring season eight, Make Your Bed of Homemaker Chic podcast. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 to get 20% off of your new bed linens. As we head into fall, as we redress our beds, and as we celebrate this theme of making your bed even more beautiful, we want you to do so with American Blossom Linens. Whether you're looking for beautiful, modern vintage sheets to dress your bed, or a new duvet cover, or a new pillowcase, this is where you need to grow. This is the only 100% American-owned linen company in the entire United States. This is a family-owned company that's over 100 years old, sourcing the most beautiful Texas-grown cotton and weaving them into sheets that are made to last a lifetime. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com, use coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEAT20 for 20% off of your new bedding. We get asked a lot how we care for our skin and what kind of makeup we use. And the answer is simple. We use Tubes & Co. I want you to visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER. This is your one-stop shop for all things natural and organic. From face washings, you have to check out the charcoal bar, to glow serums, which is probably the most beautiful thing I've ever put on my face. Emily has created all kinds of wonderful products for you to utilize on your skin. So whether you're looking for a new foundation, a natural mascara, cruelty-free and additive-free lipsticks or blushes or eyeshadows, Tubes & Co. has what you need. Visit tubesandco.com. Make sure you also try the frankincense tallow balm while you're there and stock your bathroom and makeup case with pure, beautiful products from Tubes & Co. That's tubesandco.com, coupon code HOMEMAKER. We'd like to welcome House of Tokumen as a sponsor of the show. You can find them at hotrugs.net. If you are tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs, 
that do not survive your lifestyle, then you need to dress your home in hand-woven rugs from House of Tokuman. Did you know these beautiful vintage handmade rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts by two decades? All of the House of Tokuman rugs are heirloom quality and made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Buy directly from their website and always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S. or enjoy custom sourcing from a one-on-one buying experience. You are guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas. Shay and I love our rugs from House of Tokuman. We know that you will, too. Visit House of Tokuman at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net, and dress your home in beautiful rugs. The Elliott Homestead Cooking Community is a sponsor of Homemaker Chic Podcast because, frankly, homemakers have to cook. This is for home cooks out there who would love some new inspiration, ideas, and motivation in the kitchen. Each month, you'll get five new recipes shipped to your door or to your inbox, whichever you prefer. Recipes will range from entrees to side dishes to desserts to sourdough breads and everything in between. I'll also guide you through the month's recipes with a long, in-depth cooking video showing you new skills and encouraging you as you give these recipes a try in your own kitchen. And lastly, you'll be invited into our exclusive community of like-minded home cooks where you can ask questions, share your successes, and gain inspiration from women just like you. The Elliott Homestead Cooking Community is here to inspire and nourish your family with whole food recipes, price-conscious recipes, from-scratch recipes that are designed to enjoy. We're going to teach you to bake. We're going to teach you to use sourdough. We're going to teach you to ferment things and to try new ingredients. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to join as a member today. Mm -hmm. I think women are excellent environment creators. And so even as a young woman in your parents' home, you can do that. And it's not to sound trivial to say, learn to paint your own bedroom, make your own prom dress, like do do all these things that will help uh, establish that skill set. Um, and I, I can speak from experience on this. So I my mom was an excellent homemaker, but I don't know what the disconnect was. Like I learned how to fold laundry. I don't really remember running the the washing machine that much. Um, I knew my mom knew how to sew. I didn't really try sewing until I was in my 20s. Um, I had to clean my bedrooms on Fridays, dust and vacuum. I knew how to wipe down the bathroom kitchen counters. You know, I knew things. Um, I could stand alongside her and make a pie, but I really didn't know anything about cooking. I didn't know anything about meat preparation. Um, I don't, I don't quite know what, what the Mm -hmm. breakdown there was. If it was a disinterest on my part, um, my parents got divorced as when I was a late teenager. So maybe there was a disconnect on my mom's part. But then I went into early um, marriage and I didn't like I wasn't doing the things I maybe decorated some, but it took me years to realize, like, stop sitting in front of the TV, stop wasting your time. I was like half doer, half lazy. And then at one point that just shifted and I just became like ravenous to do all the things. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I just had this moment where I realized you've been wasting a lot of time. There's a lot of things to learn how to do within the home. And I just sort of like that remaining 50% sort of turned on a dime. But I wasted a ton of time. And I remember telling my little sister, even before she had kids, you know, her her sorry to throw you under the bus, Chels, her bedroom would be messy. Or I would try to encourage her, like, keep a tidy house now. Make 
Establish the disciplines now. Learn how to can now, like while nobody's underfoot. Start laying the, this groundwork for later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's the best, some of the best advice that you could give to an aspiring homemaker. Don't waste any time or any opportunities that you have to skill up, to develop discipline, and be ready to fight the good fight. I mean, yeah. And it's not a, um, and that's in this particular, like what we're talking about right now, like age doesn't matter. Maybe you're listening to the show and you're 58 and you're about to retire and you've been a corporate woman your whole life. And now your heart is, is geared towards your home. It's like not too late by any means. Now, now's the time, no time like the present. So let's, let's actually take a quick little rabbit trail here. And let's talk okay. about the women who do work because I had a, actually um, a bunch mm-hmm. of messages come in and not at all of them specified whether there were children involved. But coming okay. from women who had a desire to be a homemaker and either they were young and hadn't had children yet or they were at that stage where their children were gone and there was this emptiness in their home where they felt like their homemaking, you know, they would do all the homemaking things we talk about. They'd put the good music on, they'd set the table, and yet there's like this missing element as a homemaker. The home doesn't feel full enough. I don't know how much of that you heard. <laughs> but <laughs> um, my first thought when I would read these messages, speaking to those homemakers, is do what you can in the time that you have. And this might just be getting up a little extra early so that you have some time to putz in your kitchen or make a little something extra special for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Maybe this Mm -hmm. means um, putting just a little bit extra effort into how you're presenting yourself at work, putting a little bit of extra time into putting on a nice perfume or like whatever it is that makes you feel good, making sure you're bathed, (laughs) your nails are nice, whatever (laughs) those things are. And the same when you come home, just make sure that you're using the time that you have when you get back from work, because your time is limited, to the right things, right? Mm -hmm. No, like, vegging out in front of Netflix. Use your time at night to write letters to friends or to practice a new language or to work out. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was my one thought. And then my second thought to women who are in that situation Mm -hmm. would be bring people into your home. Yeah. Just because you have children, you know, I think we are meant to eat together. We're meant to be in fellowship with other people. For the mom, a lot of times mm-hmm. that just is her children and that's all she can bear <laughs> for that time. Um, but without that, you have such a great opportunity to be intentional about bringing other people into your home and filling it that way. So those are my thoughts. What else would you say to like a, a working woman who who has limited homemaking time? I would say that you, you work, you know, obviously you're working very hard and you're um, taking care of other people's needs at work. You're doing a job um, that needs to be done. You're valued there and there's a richness there. And I would make sure that when you come home, there's a richness to your home. So it's not just don't veg in front of Netflix. It's, is this time 
that I'm going to spend in front of Netflix enriching my at-home experience. Because there is a time and a place for just crapping out and Mm -hmm. zoning out. You know, obviously, we all need that form of decompression in certain ways, certain amounts of time. But I would... I would be very intentional about using thinking of this word enrichment. I'm in my kitchen. I'm making dinner. Am I throwing something something in the microwave or am I going to um enrich my skill set and use how to prop learn how to tonight's the night I'm gonna properly learn how to use a knife. It's gonna take me a few extra minutes. I might watch a YouTube video while I make dinner to learn how to do it. Always adding enrichment to your home. And when you do those things, when that's kind of like this um forth this thought in the forefront of your mind. It, it's like a snowball effect. And I over time you look back and you do look at your home as this it be, it does become this warm. You know, it's sort of like homeschooling like we say educate education is an atmosphere. Okay? Homemaking is also an atmosphere and it's 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 done by like not letting like we homeschool we say we don't want to let in twaddle. We don't want to just let in any old book. We want to make sure the books are living books and they're they're rich and beautiful, beautiful words, beautiful artwork. Um, I would do the same with your activities in the mm-hmm. home. Am I just making my bed or am I learning how to, you know, to, to the hospital corners or whatever? Like what little things can you do that allow you to move throughout the home as like you're expressing a form of art, the art of homemaking. Mm-hmm. So if you're just kind of going through the motions and everything's slapdash, it, it's not going to feel good. It's not going to. But but learning to do things right and fine and with this attitude of enrichment, it does become a really beautiful thing. And like we were talking about earlier, people that crave leaving the home, you will crave wanting to be in your own home. And you'll you'll find yourself giving it that attention that you do your career. And just like you get, there's a payoff in your career, that payoff will come in your home and it will come for yourself and then it will come for your guests. It will come for when your children come back to visit. Mm-hmm. It'll just keep snowballing. Yeah. And I would add to that, that the best part about that is that enrichment can come at absolutely any stage, no matter where you're at, no matter how old you are, what your marital status is, how many right. kids you have. Right. And that is a lifelong endeavor. And you'll have to know, this is mine and Angela's conversation all the time. Basically three times a week. It's like, oh, I just want to get better. I want to get better at all of it. I want to refine yep. all of it. I want to get it all tack sharp. Mm-hmm. And we will be pursuing that in our homes for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and not not because we're on a hamster wheel, but because there is yeah. always something to learn. It's a good, yeah. it's a good. It is. Yeah. It's not in a state of like um, redundancy. I mean, yeah. I know we joke about like SSDD around here. Like it, there's a grind. We talk about the grind, right? Yeah. But it's not um, in this spirit of redundancy. It's like in this spirit that there's always something mm-hmm. to learn. There's always something to get better at. That's like that uh, Chesterton quote. Like the the home is the yeah. homemaker's oyster. Yep. Um. Let's talk Next question, about the Alex. redundancy aspect because <laughs> this one made me laugh. Okay. It was from a young mom, okay. young kids. And she said, how do you carry on with like having to do, how do you keep up with all of your house stuff when it's all undone? 
So she's like, I've tried to like sequester my children into this one area so that like the other parts of the house can stay clean. And then I almost laughed out loud and wet my pants because I was like, I remember. Wait, wait, you got to say it again. I I, I didn't hear oh, it. I well, want to hear what you just said. Sequester yeah, so she ch- was trying to like find a spot in her house that the children could mess up so that they wouldn't mess up the whole house mm-hmm. because of the redundancy of cleaning it all every day. <laughs> right. And yeah, the trail. So of my response was it. laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I call it litter. And and <clears throat> I wish that I had better news for you, my friend. <laughs> Jeez. Because I do remember when my kids were little well, thinking, oh, my gosh, they make a mess. And then my kids grew up and then I was like, oh, this is a mess. <laughs> The reality is, when it comes to cleaning, it is SSDD. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Do you know how many I have? No. Well, we have one bathroom in our house. Do you know how many times a day I clean that bathroom? And by cleaning, I mean like wiping any urine droplets off the toilet, yeah. putting away toothbrushes, mm-hmm. and picking up dirty laundry, flushing poop down the toilet. Probably three. What is it about the toothbrushes? I've talked about that before on the show. The toothbrushes. My family is terrible with toothbrushes. There'll be one on the stairs, one in the basement. Like you, you do realize that's disgusting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the amount of my life that is taken up by putting the living room back into order, flushing the Mm -hmm. turds, pillow, pillow, blanket, (laughs) blanket, toy, toy, marbles, hungry hippo marbles, washing dishes. Mm -hmm. Cleaning out the refrigerator, cleaning crap out of the car. You guys, it's it's you're not doing something wrong. It's not that you don't have the right system. It's not that you like yeah, lack no. this organizational skill or that your children are disobedient. Like this is just the way that it is. And I hope that that's actually taken as an encouragement and not as a discouragement. Because I, I, I genuinely do mean it as an encouragement. You're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> well, it really, I mean, homemaking is it's a job and like a doctor yeah. does the same thing every day. Yeah. You know, the secretary does the same thing mm-hmm. every day. So um, it's just uh, hard to watch your work. It is undone. But if you take that as part of the job, my job is that the mm-hmm. work will be undone. You know, it's. And whatever that's like, yeah, it is discouraging. Yeah. <laughs> Life is hard. <laughs> it is. What are you going to do? Um, it won't always be that way. They will improve. They will stop making so many messes. There might be little systems that you can employ. There might be, you know, maybe every three hours you just need to blow the cleanup whistle and put on a song mm-hmm. and you guys all uh, yep, do the tornado for three minutes and get it cleaned up. Um yeah, but yeah, it is part of the job. Yeah, I mean, the constant mess is a struggle, especially if you're a family that stays at home, which uh, most families are right now. So I'll tell you how we do it. Uh, when we did it, when my kids were very young, I would try to clean up during nap time. That was like a halfway point during the day. And then I would always try mm-hmm. to clean up at night before Stuart came home uh, so that we could enjoy each other's yes. company. 
because Mm -hmm. the sinful part in me wanted to leave the house really messy and horrible so that when he walked in, I was like, do you see what I have to do all day? Do you see what I have to deal with? My life is very hard. (laughs) Like you should do the dishes tonight. Horrible, terrible thoughts, you guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Part of it is remembering that your partners, okay? And the other part of it is realizing your kids are capable and they have to be trained to help. So when they're young and they're taking nap, I don't yeah. want their help. <laughs> I want them to take a nap so that I can do it. Yeah. But um, your kids right. aren't miraculously going to just grow up and know how to do this. It is something that you train. So when we were little, when they were little, mm-hmm. that's how we would do it. And now we basically do the same thing. They have a list of chores that they're responsible for. Mm-hmm. We clean up after lunch and then we clean up again after dinner and everybody helps. And sometimes we yeah. don't have a set system other than dishes. Most of the time, it's like, okay, Will, you take the bathroom. Oh, and you got the living room. Georgia, go feed the dog. You know, just delegation. Um, but when your kids are very, very young, the constant mess, because you're busy nursing or you're fat and pregnant and just not able to do a lot. Mm-hmm. My mom mm-hmm. used to tell me, and I used to hate when she said this. She would say, Shay, you just need to lower your standards. Because in my mind, I knew what I wanted to do with my home and I knew what I could do with my home. Mm -hmm. But if I sat there for too long, it made me resent my children and the reason that I couldn't do that work. And that is foul. Mm -hmm. And that will rot your home from the foundation. So yes to a clean house and yes to running it well. But no to doing that at the cost of your relationship with your children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a. Uh... It's what? Sorry. I couldn't <laughs> tell what was happening. You're doing great. <laughs> okay. You're doing all the talking. <laughs> I'm no, you're doing great. You're doing life. great. What did she say? Um, I'm going to have an oh internet smackdown after this episode. I, t- I don't know what is wrong. I don't know if it's yours or mine or what. Um, what was I going to say? I wanted to say something too. Yes. Uh, it sounds, I wish there was a better way to say lower your expectations. Because yes. <laughs> here we're always talking on this show about like improving this art. But there, there are limits, okay? When you when you're waddling around because there's a head coming out of you and you, you know I mean th- there are limits when your your baby is having a blowout every 17 minutes you're changing a white onesie and the two year old stuck in the sassy seat stuck to the counter screaming and they're throwing bananas across the room I mean there is really only much so much you can do and I think that's a really good chapter of life to not take on too much. To say no to things and um, like less is more. I don't often say those words, less is more, Um, but just don't take on more than you can do and um, give yourself some grace and look at time wasters. You know, you don't want to be the mom that's handing the kids to the husband the minute he walks Mm -hmm. in the door. You take them, you know, like I I think – 
from what I could gather, you were talking about having moments during the day where you, you that's when you would intentionally go yeah. around and do things. And I, do, I would do something similar. It was like usually the after breakfast wasn't, it was just too blurry. The breakfast, yeah. lunch, smear, morning nap. That was just like too, too much. But then definitely after lunch, come come two o'clock, one forty-five, while they're still taking that afternoon nap or something, or they're playing, they're usually in a really good mood around that point. You know, the mm-hmm. intentional tidy up, getting everything out and ready for dinner, um, going around, cleaning up the couches, doing a little brooming, making sure that last load is out of the dryer. Just those pockets during the day where you grab little chunks of sanity. And probably with young kids, you're not going to have that like all finished Mm -hmm. feeling, (laughs) you know, that we all crave so much. Just that complete reset of now I can breathe. And there's, it just might not be the right time for that. You might have pockets of that. Maybe you can keep your closet really clean. And every time you open your closet, (sighs) there's Mm -hmm. a breath of sanity. But it probably isn't going to be underneath the dining room table mm-hmm. or the kitchen counters. You know, there's probably going to be areas that will just kind of always be taking a beating. And I think it's okay to surrender yeah. to that. Not get lazy, but like mentally surrender to that so that you're not just miserable and nasty. Yeah. I will say if we're talking to homemakers who are having these young children, we have to remember Mm-hmm. That homemaking is so much more than your home being perfect and having a Cleaning. nutritious meal on the table and your husband comes home and everything's wonderful, yeah. blah, 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 and like, aren't I good at this? Just call me Martha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I think that's like, again, like goes back yeah. to stereotype. You know, you talk a lot about the aroma of your home. That's more homemaking than keeping the countertops clean. Uh, you can be a homemaker when you have no home. You could be a homemaker when you have no food. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We are talking about fostering an environment that nurtures the people that are in it. I mean, that's what it kind of boils down mm-hmm. to. And so you yeah. need to tell yourself, you need to talk to yourself instead of listening to yourself. And like I would say, go to scripture mm. and hear what scripture says about homemaking, what scripture says about raising children. Um it actually does say something about cleanliness, but there's a lot more <laughs> about other things, about the heart of things. So just make sure that you're in a posture that says, hey, self, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you might not be caught up on your laundry and maybe there's a turd in the toilet and maybe the refrigerator needs to clean out, but you nurtured these little beautiful people that you have been entrusted with. Mm-hmm. You nurtured them today. Mm-hmm. And if even if that just means making sure that they didn't rot in a poopy diaper or that they had some sort of food yep. in their belly, job accomplished. So like tell that to yourself mm-hmm. and find the right people in your community to tell that to you too. Because sometimes that's all you need to hear. I still need to hear that. I said this to Stuart last week. I said, can you just tell me <laughs> that I'm doing a good job and that what I'm doing matters? <laughs> just please say it to me. Um, because it's hard and it, and it doesn't get easier. It gets different, but those years where literally all you do is lactate and wipe and you think I used to be an adult. I used to have adult thoughts. I could like, I got paid to do a job. Right. 
Like I did, I can do more yeah. than this. Yeah. And that, that is where you have to be careful. Right. You don't want to squat there. Mm-hmm. Right. It may be true, but you don't mm-hmm. want to squat there. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it, and I used mm-hmm. to hate when people said this to me too. So don't hate me for saying this, but it is mm-hmm. a season. And one day you're going to get in a car mm-hmm. and all the kids are going to yeah. be able to buckle themselves. <laughs> buckle themselves. They're all going to be yeah. able to wipe. And you realize, okay, like I gave my life blood to you. Mm-hmm. And it is parenthood is in my life for yours. So don't expect when it feels that way. Because that's what it is. Especially if you want to do it well. <laughs> um. Okay, that was, that issue is one that we saw so much of coming in. How do I deal Mm -hmm. with a complete mess? Mm -hmm. How do I deal with the chaos? And like, I'll just be real with you guys. Mostly because I can't stay on for this long. So eventually my guard goes down and it all just comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not saying that this is right, but I'm saying like, Having young children and it it forces you into a, into a new level of existence. A, it exposes mm-hmm. a person within you that you didn't even know was there. I never thought that I had anger issues. I never thought I had a short temper. Yeah. Um, I never thought like yeah. a lot of these things about myself. And then in those young years, they really came to a head, and this manifested in me. I did not cry. I lashed out. I got very angry. Um, I would get angry at my mm-hmm. kids for pooping in a diaper that I had just put on them. I would get angry at Stuart for being able to leave and go to a job and leaving me at home <laughs> and making me feel so alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get angry at myself for my weakness in this trial. Um, I was just angry at there were days where I was just angry at every day at everybody. And then there would be a good day. But there were also days where, you know, I would just punch a wall or I would just lock myself in the bathroom and just scream because I was just so debilitated by the task at hand. I'm just so felt so inadequate for the work that I needed to do. And that took for me a ton of prayer. I mean, like, on my knees, groaning, like, I don't know if I can make it 15 more minutes. I don't know if I can do this for 15 mm-hmm. more minutes. Like, you know, or just throwing the kids in the car, even if they were crying, to just drive. Just so, like, we weren't <laughs> in the same space so that we were confined and just moving, doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember those moments like that? I remember the first time I really yeah. yelled at my kids. Uh, it was with the fourth when I'd had the fourth and three of them were outside and somebody like they were the third, the third child was really little. And so the other two were, and I just was like screaming out the door, like you better be watching her or like, I just, I remember mm-hmm. very clearly like, yeah. where did that come from? Like, I never thought I would be a yelling mom. Um, When I had um, four and five, the fourth and the fifth, 
and even the third, good heavens, um, my husband was working graveyard. So he would like sleep till 1030 in the morning because he was exhausted because he's not a lack of sleep person. <laughs> sleep till 1030 in the morning and leave at one in the afternoon and get home between 11 and one in the morning. So basically you're a single parent <laughs> or one. Yeah, a, yeah. So I was like a single parent. Yeah. So all the bedtimes, all the bath times, all the dinners, the lunch, like from lunch cleanup until, yeah, it was really challenging and um, pregnant for a lot of that. And I'm always really sick when I'm pregnant. That was an extremely challenging time in my life. Now, when I look back, I think <laughs> I rocked it. Like I did my very best. I I had routines like I was like, we're in the we've got to get into the zone here or else the train is going to come off the tracks. Like if if Mm -hmm. this is up to me, then we got to lock this shiz down because it was just that was a long time to be alone with so many small children. Um, But I just remember like how like this is I'm so tired (laughs) mentally. I don't know if I was physically tired. I was mentally tired. Yeah. Um, It's just a lot. When people would complain or something, I just wanted to go, like, at least your husband is there for bath time. Like, this is naked <laughs> children everywhere. And it was fun. It was – we had fun. Like, I, had, I have a good time with my kids. But that's a long – yeah, that's just a lot. It's just a lot. Yep. I remember being pregnant with one of my children and yelling so loud, just out of anger, just sin. You guys, I'm not justifying this, okay? Mm. But it is kind of funny looking back. Um, I yelled so loud at my children that I wet my pants because I was so pregnant. <laughs> I've done that. I've I've yelled at my children so loud that I've peed my pants. It's like, yep, my bladder's like I, can't I would do like this. to know how many other listeners have done that. I was like, wow, that's what you get. <laughs> Seriously, that's as close as you're going to get to that lightning coming get. down. You wicked and thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the humiliation! I don't even think I was pregnant. I just have no. I've had six babies, so that doesn't take much. Oh, but so so yeah. terrible. I'd like to hear it from Instagram <laughs> if you have joined the peed your pants from yelling. It's not good. Club. I'm just saying, if you've done it, it's you're not, not good. Alone. Um, okay, right. We're yeah. We need are to we, stop. Are we we need to wrap this first. one up. Okay. Then we'll continue the conversation. Okay, so. so hang with us Thursday because we're not done yet. Okay. Before we close off completely, I want to say thank you to American Blossom Linens for sponsoring season eight, Make Your Bed, of this podcast. It is because of our patrons and because of American Blossom Linens that we are here with you, that we are able to be on the air and having this conversation. So go visit Janet. Get yourself some American Blossom sheets as we talk about refinement and beauty. If your kids are sleeping with you and pooping on the sheets every night, maybe don't do it yet. (laughs) Or put them on your guest bed so you have a nice one to go into. (laughs) But visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20. Nope, HOMEMAKER20. Angela? I had it right the first time. I doubted myself. You're fired. You had it right the first day. You did it. I was Homemaker like, Chic 20. Um, and Janet was <laughs> kind enough to give our Homemaker Chic listeners 20% off of their sheet or blanket or towel. They have these beautiful baskets there. So go shopping. Okay? My gosh, I love my basket. <laughs> I love it. 
I had it on a YouTube video a couple of weeks ago and people are like, yes. oh, I'm sorry, where, yeah. where did that basket come from? They're, they're handmade. Just oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. Um, and once again, okay, thanks so, to our patrons, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. If you want to participate, get video forms of the podcast and show your love for this community. If you have found value in it, we really appreciate your support over there. Okay, let's have a quick break and then we'll plop right down. Okay, finish the conversation. Okay, ladies, we'll see you Thursday. Cheers. We'll see you on Thursday.